What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Draft Film Room. I am your host, Jacob, at Roachism13 on Twitter, if you want to check me out there, or you can go over and email the show, NFL, I'm sorry, draftfilmroomnfl at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, tell me what you're thinking. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, consider giving us a rating rate the show, review the show, helps us grow the show. The show's been growing relatively well every episode. More and more people are checking it out, and I'm very, very excited and happy for that. You can check out my work and written work over at withthefirstpick.com, and as well as I cover the Browns for Brownswire um, at brownswire.usatoday.com. So um, originally we were set to, to record again with Ryan Roberts uh, for defensive tackles. And again, our schedules have not lined up. We're going to be working on that, trying to get it in. But I thought I would do another fun exercise this week just because and may, may still do the defensive tackle episode this week. But uh, last week we did a full first-round mock draft, and, and in that, of course, I did take Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears number one. But what I was thinking about, a lot of people have asked for it, and a lot of people want to hear it, and a lot of people want to say that they're going to keep Justin Fields. So, okay, let's do that exercise. Let's do a full Chicago Bears mock draft keeping Justin fields edition and that's what i'm going to do so right now the way the draft is set if it was to start right now and you locked everything in the bear the bears will pick at picks 1 10 76 107 122 and 138 that is the bears picks because they've traded some picks away for you know montez sweat and things of that nature um so they've got a couple of firsts a couple of i think a three a four five and six um no, I think there's some multiple fours there. 10, 76. Sometimes I get confused with the, with the overall numbers. It doesn't really matter rounds, to be completely honest with you. It's overall picks. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six picks. Uh, so let's start it off, man. Let's let's launch right into it. Um, if they don't take a quarterback at number one, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I You could probably argue a couple of other players Maybe a bigger position of need is some more help on the defensive line. I think their offensive line is better than people think it is. So I'm not really sure they would go a different direction. If they, it's quarterback or Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, if the Bears pick at one, there could be an, and in this edition, I didn't trade back, but there is a scenario they keep them and then trade back, get a whole bunch of picks. Like I said, they only have six picks. They don't have any picks after pick 138. So they don't have a second. You know, and it, could they do that and move it back? Sure, of course. But for this exercise, we're just going to do it. Marvin Harrison Jr. at the top. What more can you say about him? He's a blue chip talent. Um, maybe he doesn't go on to be a uh, Hall of Famer, but I don't see how unless injuries take it from him. I don't know how Marvin Harrison isn't a perennial pro bowler and a very, very productive wide receiver in this in, in the NFL for 10 plus years. I mean, what is it that he does bad? Um, his acceleration, his body control in and out of breaks, his ability to stick his foot in the dirt and change direction is it's as good as I've ever seen. I've, I've never seen 
a wide receiver prospect as complete as Marvin Harrison. And and I know I'm not trying to say that he doesn't have any faults, but I don't really, what, maybe you'd like him to be a little bit bigger. I, I guess, I mean, he's still big and physical and like maybe a little high end speed, I guess, but he's probably going to run in the four fours. I mean, he's incredibly quick. He's agile. His body control is as insane as I've ever seen. And if you mix that with DJ Moore and you feel confident in Justin Fields, that could be a lot of fun. I'm not crazy about the offensive coaching staff in Chicago. So if they were to do this move, preferably, even if it's Eberflus, even if you keep Matt Eberflus, you bring in a different offensive coordinator. But if you keep Justin Fields and you keep the first overall pick, I think it's got to be Marvin Harrison Jr., who instantly gives you this trio of Marvin Harrison Jr., Cole Komet at tight end, and DJ Moore. That's as good of a top three uh, in terms of options as probably you get in that division, right? Like, I'm not sure that there's just on pure talent. Obviously, you need Harrison to do it in the NFL and all of those good things. But that's as good of a trio of pass catchers as, as you're going to get for a young quarterback like Justin Fields, um, just, just in terms of the ceiling that those guys can give you if you had all three of those on the, team, the same team. And now I want to think about it more and I want it to happen. I'm a Justin Fields guy. I just don't, I don't know. So they come back on the four board at number 10. Um, I went back and forth here. I really like, um, it was kind of surprising they did the Montez Sweat deal just because it felt like their season was well over already by the time they traded for that pass rusher. And, and so kind of as a result, it was weird. But looking at it in the future, he's it's one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. He actually leads... I don't know if he does now, but when he played the Browns a couple weeks ago, Montez Sweat led the Bears in sacks on the year, but also led the Commanders in sacks on the year. And um, But overall, I think he really plays well in the uh, Matty Eberflus' defense that he's got going on there, and it seems like they're going to bring Eberflus back. So there's no reason to think Sweat doesn't have an even better year next year. And so for me, I put Jajan Newton, the defensive tackle from Illinois, next to him because I, wherever Newton goes, even if he's the best pass rusher, he didn't have to because he's not just a pass rusher in my mind. Jajan Newton reminds me in terms of like you think Marvin Harrison's a really unique wide receiver prospect. I think Newton's a really unique defensive tackle prospect. Um, I thought he was one of the better defensive tackles coming out if he had come out last year and he had a better year this year. You know, his five and a half sacks were a career best, but it's just, he is um, such a unique player because I don't think, well, I, I guess he's very well-rounded, I think is probably the, the best way to put it when you look at him. Um, it ends up with five and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss, three pass deflections, and two fumble recoveries. He's 6'2", 294. And um, I, he really gets off the line of scrimmage just at a ridiculous rate. Like his explosion and, and uh, burst off of the line of scrimmage make him such a great defensive interior defensive lineman both as a run stopper and a pass rusher um i think he's got some of the best hands i've ever seen from from a player on the interior it, i i read somewhere somebody said that his his hands are almost surgical like with the way they with the way he uses them to perfection and it's just like a surgeon you know 
know, steady hands, always where they're supposed to be, and just very violent. He's strong, he's stout, he's flexible, he's got some bend. I think you could move him around, but one-on-one, there is not a lot of people that are going to win a lot of reps against Jerzon Newton, and I'm really excited. If you put him next to Montez Sweat, and then I getting to pick 76, I drafted an edge rusher for them as well. And you really get to the point where you're getting a disruptive offense uh, defense up front really helps the back end of that defense as well. But Jerzon Newton, Montez Sweat. Yeah. That's where I go. Number 10 is getting Newton to put him next to Montez Sweat. Cause I think that would be a really, really fun uh, group for the Chicago bears. Pick 76 coming in the third round. I'm going to take Adissa Isaac, the other edge rusher from Penn State. Um, you know, Chop Robinson gets all the uh, accol- all the attention draft-wise because of his upside potential. I think, I think Adissa Isaac um, is the more ready of them, um, but he doesn't have the ceiling that Chop Robinson does on the other side. But he, this is a 6'4", 247. He's got a bull rush as good as any in this class from the outside. Um, he moves really well laterally, sideline to sideline, um, sets the edge pr- pretty good. He, he's very um, he's very disciplined in his rush lanes. Uh, so chasing it down from the backside, but also preventing, uh, you know, an enormous cutback lane to be exploited by running backs. He does a really good job against that. Um, he's got this really sick rip move that he uses, um, especially when he likes to get skinny on and shoot inside, I think is where he's at the best. Um, even though the bull rush is kind of one of his best traits, uh, his play strength overall at times and his lack of twitch kind of keep him from being like an elite athlete, elite edge potential coming from the outside. Um, but you're taking him at, at 76 and he can learn from a guy like Montez sweat. And on the other side, uh, he's got good hands. He, he's got pretty good hands. Um, he likes to attack the outside shoulder most of the time. He's got a great rip move when he shoots inside as well, but I think he attacked, you know, kind of goes on the outside. Um, I, I think he gets off well, well enough off the line of scrimmage, not the most explosive player you're going to get. I just think that Isaac has a really nice floor. I don't think he's got a, a massive ceiling where he's just, he's not a freak athlete. He's a good athlete with good strength and good hand usage. Um, I think he's a better, much better run defender than he is. Uh, not much better, but he's a better run defender than he is a pass rusher. Um, and pairing him opposite, I think he could do some nice things opposite Montez Sweat. I don't want to I don't want Isaac coming into a situation where he's got a lot of pressure on him to be that guy. But in this situation, he's coming in. Jerzon's Newton's on the team. Montez Sweat's on the team. Um, they have some other young pass rushers over there. I think he'd be a really nice addition on the third round to really start to build a really nice defense in Chicago. All right, back on the board in the fourth round, pick 107. I'm going to add a little bit of talent to the um, – cornerback room and take TJ Tampa from Iowa state. TJ Tampa is an interesting player. He's a really good athlete, uh, 6'1", 200 pounds, probably run somewhere in the four fours. So he can get on his horse and he can keep up with a lot of the uh, speedier wide receivers. Um, had a really good year in the big 12 where he faced a lot of really good wide receivers. So if you're like looking at him and 
you're saying, hey, he may have been the Big 12's best corner potentially this year. But if you look at some Big 10, Big 12, did I say Big 10? I don't know. He was in the Big 12 when Iowa State. Um, only has one career interception. He's not a refined prospect, but he's a prospect that you like because he has all the physical traits to be a dude at the next level. Like, um, I think he plays really well as man, plays really well in zone, understands how wide receivers try to attack him. Um, he just, he attacks well at the, at the catch point. He's got good patient, good footwork. He's just, he, he could, he's probably a day two guy. He could challenge day two with his physical traits, but he really needs to work on refinement. He, he bails too quickly is the biggest thing for me. He's, he's going to bail and flip his hips during his back pedal a little too quick. He can be kind of fall for double moves and singular moves. And um, I, I think he's a good, you know, he's relatively well-rounded, but I don't in coverage, but I don't like him very much at all as a running, as a run defender. That is definitely something that he struggles to diagnose, to see what's going on in front of him as a, as a coverage guy. Like I said, he has all the physical traits. He plays good in zone, plays good man. He bails a little early from time to time, but he's not a very good run defender. So you got to go. And if you, if you're looking on day three, he's a guy that has the physical traits to be a day two pick. He may even push for it, but they're going to see this guy that is just over aggressive, takes poor run angles, misdiagnoses plays and things like that and bails his hip a little early. And some people are probably going to see him fall. But like I said, he can play both types of coverage. He's got the physical traits. He's really quick, got good footwork. Uh, and I think he goes into a situation where I think if Eberflus, um, you know, continues to build that defense, I think that defense really wasn't that big of the, the problem for a lot of this year. But I just think he really presents a guy with the physical traits and the upside to just be a really fun pick. And I, and I think uh, taking him at 107 makes a lot of sense for the Bears. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode as much as I am making it uh, just because I like to look at things and be like, okay, they're keeping Justin Fields. So they get Marvin Harrison and they get Jerzon Newton. Then Adissa Isaac to kind of round that out. Then TJ Tampa to try to open up and, and create some better um, coverage uh, situations in the back end. I want to add to the offense a little bit more. Pick 122. I want to take, I took this guy for the Browns in like the sixth round the other day, but uh, I've been watching him more and more. And I actually think he might challenge for the fourth or fifth round. Uh, I got Ray Davis, the running back from Kentucky. Not that running back is this enormous need for the Bears, uh, you know, and, and maybe some Bears fans will give me some feedback on this and say, ah, man, I, I don't think they're going to take a running back at all. But uh, I'm just looking at this situation where I'm trying to, if you're keeping Justin Fields, this is his make it year like this is a prove it year and in this scenario we are keeping him so 2024 is is it right it's it for him proving to be the guy and so i want to get as much around him as i can i really like uh ray davis's ability to finish runs he's always falling forward and i don't know about you guys but that's my favorite type of running back that's cream hunt in his in his prime nick chubb always falls forward and always gets you a yard or two extra as a browns fan i see that all the time and, and i know that that's you know that's the traits that I really value as a running back. 
Um, I think he doesn't have true breakaway speed, but he's pretty good with the ball in his hands in open field. He has soft, reliable hands, plays with a mean streak, likes to run, loves contact. And he's a really pretty, pretty good, solid pass protector in blitz situations. And, you know, we know if you give a little bit of extra time to Justin Fields, he can do some special things with his legs, especially. So Ray Davis could be a really nice third down short yardage red zone running back for the Bears. And I wouldn't mind seeing them take him at pick 122. So rounded out, pick 138. Let's add a little bit. Let's add a little bit of depth to the defensive line. And I'm going to take, um, I'm going to butcher your name, so I'm sorry. Satua uh, Lumia, the offensive tackle from Utah. Um, it, he needs work as a pass protector, but he's got all the tools. He's got all the traits. And boy, is he a mean run blocker. He's going to move people out of the way. He has really nice lateral lateral agility to move out and space which is also why i really think that he can develop into a good pass protector because he's got the agility he's got the footwork he's got the hands he's just uh he seems to panic at times and and i just don't love the way the leverage that he plays with as a pass protector as a run defender you know lowest man's wins and i i see him do it but you know from time to time i just think that he gets lost out there and people blow by him a little bit too quickly um, and they can push him back but i just think if you work on him as a pass protector he's a very mean streak um, plays with great leverage can move really well in in the open field Uh, played a ton at utah played at left tackle could provide depth could be out there Maybe he earns a spot, steals a spot, uh, but I think that would be a great way to round up the Bears draft. So there you go. That is how I would attack the NFL draft if I was the Chicago Bears and I was keeping Justin Fields. Um, Tell me what I got it right. Tell me what I got wrong. You know, all the good stuff uh, that comes with... Uh, making mock drafts and people love to to tear them apart so i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and i hope i'm very excited for you guys uh to see what's coming next in the coming weeks of this draft podcast as we continue to grow appreciate you guys i'll see you guys again next time <laughs>